Ah! Oh, yeah, yeah. it's Bowie Photos. Uh, um, uh, I, uh, you caught, you caught me unprepared. Ooh. Why? Did you, were you supposed to listen right now? Because it's not on my calendar. You know, you know what, it's fine, it's fine. I'm, I'm Dave Stecco. I'm David Flora. Um, let's just, uh... Well, let's, let's talk at you here. It will make the best of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry, you caught us off guard. That's, that's too bad, that's, uh, um, my B, you guys, yeah. my B. Yeah, uh... Well, F- fluoride's weird, right? <laughs> and that's how you intro the <laughs> show. <laughs> Today, we're, we're not going to uh, pull any stops for you guys. This is a huge show all about fluoride. That's right. That's right. Now, I don't, I don't want you guys to have too good of a view behind the curtain, but when we say we're pulling out all the stops, we mean it. Um, the Mothman episode heavily edited some of the facts that we brought to bear were too hot for publication we had to redact them to keep your brain stable mm-hmm. this one nothing doing no nope. you're getting the full majesty of conspiracy to your artery <laughs> <laughs> so fluoride uh is something that's that's pretty ubiquitous but i don't think People even know how how much it's it's out there in the world. So let us tell you yeah. how much it's out there in the world. Basic basic fluoride information. Mm-hmm. Um, ostensibly, it is a, a chemical compound that is good for teeth. It promotes strong tooth enamel, helps reduce incidences of decay or cavities. That is uh, that is the commonly held belief mm-hmm. on the properties of fluoride, and that is why it is so commonly used at the dentist's office. And in uh, actually injected into the water supply. Yeah. How about that fact? Most water in the United States is fluoridated. As uh, as Teco mentioned, it's it's a, a compound. It's derived from the element fluorine, which on its own is a poisonous gas. Uh, but fluoride in itself is uh, a monovalent ion that it's not in gaseous form. It's it's it combines with other elements and um, compounds. Com- yeah, yeah, it combines with other elements and compounds. Now, for those of you keeping along at home, that means that it has but one valence electron to give, giving it a uh, a ability to form weak covalent bonds. In this case, having a uh, a negative charge. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but beyond that, fluoride uh, occurs naturally in uh, some water sources already out there in the world. <laughs> Albeit in very small parts per million, the common compounds that are uh, used either in dentists' office or, or uh, the water supply or in your toothpaste, um, these are basically silica fluorides, which um, they're the most delicious of the fluorides. <laughs> right? They uh, they they come from hydrofluorosilicic acid and sodium fluorosilicate. Uh, but these are, are basically silicates. I mean, they're, they're combined with, with uh, silicon. And yeah, that stabilizes the fluorine, and then that's how you get it into you. You also get get it from sodium fluorides, uh, which is uh, something that, that they add to things like um, rat poison. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you'll find that rat poison is made up almost entirely of sodium fluoride. Mm-hmm. Where, do you, where do you get these things? I mean, are, are people just sitting in labs being like, I'm going to make... 300 pounds of hydrosilicic acid today. No, they're not. Um, these are actually industrial byproducts, uh, and they, they're not rigorously tested for safety, but we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll the, into the, that. The, the fundamental belief being, hey, we have the fluoride. You might as well have the nice teeth. 
where do you find it? It is in, like we said, much of the water supply in the uh, United States. You can find it in dental products. They spread on crops. It's um, one of the byproducts that it comes from is from uh, making fertilizer. You can get it in air emissions. It can come out in the, the a gaseous form then uh, from air pollution. Uh, it's commonly found in many medicines. Teflon pens you can, you can get fluoride from. Processed foods. Uh, mechanically deboned chicken. Tea? How do you wait? How did you get? Where does the fluoride come from in a mechanical chicken, as opposed to like a, a chicken that was deboned by a particularly adept man with a knife? There's something in the way that it separates the the meat from the bones that in, uh, instills the so fluoride into there. I don't know if it comes so from the metal. I'm not sure. Almost a chemically separated chicken. Gross. <laughs> but uh, yeah, also found in, in uh, a lot of tea and uh, flavored drinks, like uh, you know, ye old Gatorade. Well, that'll get you. Now, you might at this point be wondering, what's with the chemistry lesson? Why are we so obsessed with this? Because there's a unique situation in that the United States government set about this program of of fluoridating water supplies. Mm -hmm. And it is an uncommon maneuver for the government to step in and say there is a mandatory medication that everyone's just... We're not going to ask you. You're just, we're just putting it in your food. Yeah. There are a few other examples of this. Uh, the biggest being uh, iodized salt. Hmm. Uh, the middle of the of the the, the Midwest um, wasn't getting enough iodine, and people developed thyroid disorders and large goiters. There actually literally was a goiter belt in the U.S. at the turn of the uh, century. Goiter belt's the name of my new trash <laughs> metal band. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> goyle bell. <laughs> so, so you do see it even to this day. Iodized salt. So there are there are other precedents for at some point someone saying, "Hey, there's this thing you need, and we're going to put it." And, and actually, in Europe, fluoride is added to salt, yep. much the way uh, uh, iodine is added to salt in the United States. Sure enough. So these things do happen, but. The reason why it is on blurry photos, the reason why this is found in the same bucket as the Mothman <laughs> and the Hollow Earth is because the history and the reasoning is really up for grabs. Yeah. It, there's a lot of questions and, and it's it's this this there is a lot of grounds for a discussion of the the mysterious merits of it. Is it just a completely normal public health uh initiative? Mm-hmm. Or are there puppet strings attached to every corner of it? Right. So that's 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 why you just got a chemistry lesson, and we apologize for that. We don't ever want to teach you anything. <laughs> Sometimes we're forced to. And again, I'm very sorry. He he's of course speaking for himself. I want to teach you all the time. Uh, <laughs> bonds, 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 ions, valence electrons. <sighs> I'm the one who said weak covalent bond. I might add. All right, all right. I'm the one who tried to say hydrofluorosilicic acid. <laughs> I say that like I've got the headphones on. <laughs> so now you know kind of what it is and, and where you get it. We, we mentioned that salt was fluoridated in Europe. Besides the United States, uh, the country, some of the countries that, that do fluoridate their water supply uh, are uh, the United Kingdom, uh, Ireland, Canada, Australia, and uh, there's a few others. Those are, those are the, the, the big ones. Um, and... Even in those countries and even in the United States, not every single water supply is fluoridated. Mm -mm. And, in fact, a lot of uh, municipalities are voting to unfluoridate their water, mostly mostly on the grounds that 
they weren't asked for permission to fluoridate it in the first place, which is weird. Continental Europe doesn't uh, practice water fluoridation uh, anymore. Uh, in fact, since uh, 2010, I think about 73 uh, communities here in the United States um, and around the world have rejected uh, uh, fluoridation of the water. Uh, so I think that that list keeps keeps growing. What are the what are the benefits? We mentioned uh, we mentioned the ma- the major benefit in uh, reducing cavities and uh, making your teeth all pretty and stuff. Mm-hmm. There there are uh, many I guess uh, reports and analysis that statistically say it's effective in reducing ca- cavities. Uh, they're put out by such wonderful institutions such as the National Institution of Dental Research. Hey. Hey, you know. Mm. Are these the guys that who let us know that which of the four out of five dentists that are doing their job well, and then there's that one, <laughs> like Dr. Nick Riviera? It may be, although that might be the American Dental Association, mm-hmm. which I think also, you know, supports yeah. fluoridation. It's been lauded by the CDC, uh, the Center for Disease Control, uh, Health Canada, and even the WHO, the World Health Organization. In 2008, there was an analysis of published research that said daily doses of up to 20 milligrams of fluoride a day significantly increased bone mineral density and uh, reduced fracture risk. So those are some pretty good benefits, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you'll you'll notice that even when you go to the dentist uh, to this very day here in the year of our Lord 2012, they offer fluoride treatments. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you can go to the dentist and they will put that in that little mouth cup and it's awful and makes you want to choke, but they'll do that. Interesting fact, though, it would seem that fluoride treatment is enough on the bubble about its its efficacy that it is actually not covered as part of a regular dental visit. Wow. So if you go to your dentist, uh, and I mean, obviously every dental uh, plan is a little bit different, but all the dental plans that I looked into, and I actually did some research on this, I couldn't find a dental plan that covered fluoride treatment. Wow. It was always something that fell outside the boundaries of what was considered to be a routine cleaning or uh, a procedure. Yet, it's important enough to put in everyone's water without their consent. Exactly. Huh. So do they consider that cosmetic, like whitening of teeth? Uh, no. Uh, it's it's just simply not list i mean they don't tell you i mean it's an insurance thing they're never going to tell you why they do or don't do something but that that very specific treatment is listed because people it is a it's a common i guess uh you know a lot of dentists always are offering this thing and so they're very specific about fluoride treatments and how they are not considered to be a part of a normal regimen of dental health and so they are not directly covered have you ever had one i did when i was younger i hate them I hate what, them. What happens? What do you do? Um, I haven't had it's, uh They get two little foam. It looks like a mouth guard. It's like one for your upper teeth and one for your lower teeth. And they fill them with this. When, it was last, when I last got one done, which I was probably in junior high, they put this flavored goo in there so mm. as to make the whole thing palatable. And you put your teeth in here so it, you, you bite down into this tray that's filled with the goo. And then you just lean over a sink and the goo just drips out of your mouth. And you just have to sit like that for like 10 minutes. Wow. And it is the most rancid, cloying, because they try to make it like bubblegum flavored or something, which is just a mistake. Just give the kids a chemical flavor and be done with it. But because my water was already fluoridated, my mom was like, no, we're not doing those anymore. And oh, I was pretty happy that. with it. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it is something that a lot of dentists still offer. My dentist, uh, I just had my cleaning in August and she was really clear. She's like, Hey, next time you come in, let's get you one of them fluoride treatments. Wow. New dentist time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I think I'll politely decline. The funny thing about fluoride works topically. You do not have to ingest it. Yep. In fact, it is considered poisonous to ingest. One of the things, uh, if you, if you look up information on fluoride, which you, you very much should. You should look at all this stuff yourself. There's a ton of information out there. If you look it up, uh, it will make very clear that ingesting fluoride will cause it to accumulate in your body. We'll get to some of the side effects of that uh, in a little bit. But for now, just keep in mind, fluoride is, is completely topical. You do not have to ingest it. It is not a systematic treatment. So... Uh, let's get into... <laughs> I hope there, there was someone listening with a big bottle that was just labeled fluoride, and it was right at their lips, and they... <laughs> what? Oh, my goodness. <sighs> and then they just splashed themselves with them. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go drink some water instead. <gasps> I'm going to go eat a TV dinner instead. <laughs> um, uh, so, the beginnings of, of fluoride uh, in the water, fluoridation of everything... This this goes back to uh, uh, the late '30s, early '40s, um, that period of time, and there, I, I don't think anybody really cares to pinpoint, you know, where where ground zero was for for who came up with fluoridation or uh, or what happened. But there was a, a gentleman by the name of Gerald Cox, <laughs> who was a, an aluminum company of America, Alcoa, uh, sponsored biochemist. In 1939, mm-hmm. who first suggested that fluoride be added to the water. Now, he, he got together with uh, a guy by the name of Francis Freire, uh, who was the director of the aluminum laboratory for uh, the Aluminum Company of America, who they, they basically <laughs> uh, kind of uh, supported each other's work in a way. They're like... Hey, uh, what do you think of uh, taking this this uh, waste, this byproduct yeah. that we get, you know, from from taking aluminum and extracting it from ore and turning it into what we can use? Uh, what do you think of instead of having to pay the fee to dispose of it and um, rack up, you know, all these costs in terms of lawsuits and and things like that? Let's just uh, uh, say it's good for people and dump it in the water. Yeah, isn't it? Um, isn't it uh, somewhat ironically easier just to manufacture a nationwide need for it than right. it is to just dump it in the Thames? Right. Uh, suddenly, they're in London, by the way. <laughs> uh, and Francis Freire was like, "You know what? I'm a I'm a director of the laboratory, and I say yes. <laughs> this is great. Sounds like a job for science." <laughs> Uh, they and they all, you know, started this this campaign to enlist the help of uh, scientists and uh, doctors and all this stuff. Oddly enough, uh, all these guys were coming from the uh, industries that they were working for, including the Mellon Institute, which uh, was the leading defender of asbestos back in the day. Ooh. And the asbestos industry said, nope, nothing's wrong with asbestos. Keep churning it out. Yeah. Those, those fireproof asbestos children's masks. Exactly. Inhale deep, kids. So, already, we, we get some strange bedfellows going on here uh, in terms of what fluoride is and what people are uh, promoting it. So, then we get to uh, a guy by the name of Harold Hodge, who was the chief toxicologist of the Manhattan Project. Ever heard of it? 
Yeah, see, this is this is where things get really cuckoo. Yeah. Harold Hodge suddenly begins very aggressively promoting um, fluoride as being great for people. Now, you may be asking, why did you just get all sexy with when you said Manhattan Project? Fluoride is also a byproduct of developing nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So or a he, necessary constituent in sure. Which I I'll tell you what I actually tried to look that up and uh, first I googled how to make a nuclear weapon, then I googled president, then jihad, then I googled how to make an atomic bomb. And uh, we're gonna have to pause right now because I believe there's a Black Hawk helicopter. <laughs> no, I I did I did Google that and I and I couldn't see. Um, this is this is where I I'm not. I'm not calling bullshit just yet. Okay. But this is where the needle starts to move for me. Because I I, I read that fluoride was a required chemical component in the manufacture of an atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, where? I thought that uranium, uranium was the required component for the manufacture of an atomic bomb. And so I every time I looked it up... I literally saw the exact same sentence used, and I realized that all of the sources for that had all pulled from one paper and had either just straight up copied and pasted pasted that portion or had just changed two words in that sentence. And I couldn't find uh, anything that that really just laid out like, oh, well, you start with a bunch of this, and then then that converts to this, and you use it for this point. All I found was this self-referential circle beginning and ending with this one paper. So that, that I, I'm a little dicey on the, the manhattan project part. Mm-hmm. Like I said, not enough to really call it out, but this is where I start squinting as I read with a skeptical tilt to my mouth. I, I kind of take a little bit of comfort in the fact that you weren't able to find out exactly what goes into an atomic <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, there... <laughs> Yeah, there are some 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 safeguards on the internet that I so that yeah. But fair fair point. But for the record, I it was a it was a completely academic search. I'm <laughs> doing I'm doing it right. Maybe maybe it was the metal casing. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, but anyways, uh, Harold Hodge started uh, uh, trying to put a positive spin on this, and decided that it was healthy for people at no more than one part per million. So keep that keep that in mind uh, as we go along here. In 1947, the Atomic Energy Commission uh, released the following uh, uh, statement. I'm quoting: uh, "Information which would invite or tend to encourage claims against the Atomic Energy Commission or its contractors, such portions of articles to be published should be reworded or deleted." End quote. So that was in uh, that was something that that some people have dug up uh, in a report that they published or or is out there somewhere. Right. That in itself, you know, in layman's terms, is like if anybody's talking about how bad this is, get rid of it. Right. So that's kind of sketchy. Uh, then we get to uh, a guy by the name of Dr. Robert Kehoe, who <laughs> he joined Hodge in uh, defending fluoride for corporations. Now. You may not know of Dr. Kehoe. Uh, he's not. He may not be a, a household name, although he may be, depending on how old you are, because he was a huge proponent of lead in gasoline. He said lead has no side effects. 
it's great for the car. It makes you better, faster, stronger, smarter. He didn't say all that, but paint if, your tongue. If, paint your tongues to protest the unfair treatment of lead. Yeah, yeah. So he he and Hodge uh, started uh, defending fluoride, uh, and of course they were being you know they were on the the the, the payroll for mm-hmm. these corporations like Alcoa and stuff. And then we get to our friend, the magnificent bastard Edward Bernays, the Slick Eddie Bernays, not to be associated with the sauce, which is delicious. <laughs> Yeah, or Hollandaise. Bernays Hollandaise sauce. Ooh. Um, Edward Bernays uh, was the father of public relations. He was the nephew of Sigmund Freud, and he revolutionized the way marketing and advertising was done. He's the person who put bacon in breakfast and got everyone to say that bacon was healthy, and because it was part of breakfast, it made it healthy instead of, you know, baking not being healthy. Because who wants to think of bacon as being healthy? Wait a minute. Wait, are you saying that Oh, he... let's, not, let's not talk about that. He, <laughs> he relegated, he, he shackled bacon to just one meal a day. Was there a time in this country where bacon could show up at any meal and everyone just clapped and welcomed it to the table? You know, I, I don't know if bacon showed up at other meals or not at all because people thought it was unhealthy. I, I'm not sure. Next but... episode, that's what we're doing. Our next episode is the history of bacon because <laughs> we either lived in a dark ages where people could go years without tasting sweet, sweet bacon or we lived in a golden age where there was bacon at every meal and no one batted an eyelash at it. Apparently, apparently, breakfast was getting the short end of the stick because that's that's the meal that he he said bacon should be a part of. Maybe bacon wasn't selling. I, I yeah, we we should do an <laughs> episode. I, I'm not sure what uh, what happened. I just know that he he was instrumental in in putting bacon in breakfast, and he then entered the fray uh, to propagandize fluoride. And saying, uh, you know, nine out of ten dentists agree, fluoride's great. So unnecessary. Hey, you know me, I'm the bacon guy. Guess what I'm coming up with now? Fluoride. <laughs> Done. Uh, he helped it by, by contacting dental associations and dentists and doctors and scientists all across America. Uh, and had them basically just uh, start promoting fluoride. It's the same logic that went into... Cigarettes are great for you. Mm-hmm. Smoke a pack a day and nothing will happen. We've just had this study where we took 10 people who smoked for 40 years every day and we found nothing wrong with them. None of their insides were blackened, blackened <laughs> and withered. Yeah, this is this is the heyday for just this is like the wild wild west times of advertising. Yeah. You put a guy with a, a butt chin and uh, and a good haircut in a lab coat and say, I'm a doctor. And people are like, well, he's a doctor. That's right. Yeah, you you got to trust him. He's a doctor. He's He knows what he's talking about. That's exactly what they were trying to get away with. Now, they, they decided to do a little experiment uh, and put fluoride in a couple towns in, in Michigan and then uh, uh, test uh, one of the towns that they fluoridated and uh, have a control town where they uh, did not fluoridate the water. And they were going to do that for 15 years and see, you know, how, what the results were after the 15 years. One of the towns uh, happened to be Grand Rapids, Michigan. 
so they, they fluoridated the water there for this 15-year trial. A year later, they fluoridated everything, <laughs> including the control town, because they were so successful in propagandizing fluoride as being so great that they were just like, forget this experiment. Everybody loves it. Let's just yeah. keep doing it's it. It's easier if we just give it to everybody. Yeah. So, uh, no experimentation <laughs> to see if there was any effects. Not that that conclusion from that would have been doctored in any way or, or ignored. Anyway. You are a cynical son of a bitch, David I, I relish in it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fast forward to uh, the, the roaring 80s. Uh, we get a young woman by the name of Dr. Phyllis Mullenix. You might know her as Stevie Nicks. Okay, I made that part up. I just thought that would be cool if she was also Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Doctor Stevie Nicks. Rumors by day, clinical pharmacologist by night. Um, so uh, Dr. Mullenix was a, a leading researcher in how chemicals affected animals neurologically. I mean, she was doing stuff at Harvard. Uh, she was all over the place, very, you know, sought after, got grants out the wazoo. Also, probably a lot of picketers outside her lab. Probably not popular with students on campuses. <laughs> she was asked to investigate the environmental impacts of substances that were used in dentistry. And she was asked by the Forsyth Dental Research Institute. What One of the things they, they said, here, why don't you, you know, see see how this does is uh, fluoride, and she had no no interest in, in researching it at all because she was like, fluoride's great. It's in our water. It yeah. helps our teeth. It helps and it's, our bones. And also, let's be honest, fluoride on its own is a subject of academic inquiry. Very boring. Very boring. I mean, nobody cares. Nope. But she did as she was told, and she found through extensive testing that fluoride in doses similar to what children received you know, in, in that day and time, caused attention deficit disorder, uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, our friends ADD and ADHD. It caused memory trouble, reduction in IQ. It, it, it had all these, these weird uh, bone degenerative side effects and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. And especially the, the air pollution for animals in the day, there was a huge... There were lawsuits uh, like Native Americans and, and their crops and their livestock were getting killed off because of these metal companies back in the day. They, they tried to, to sue you know, for the loss and, and things like that and ended up settling out of court uh, because the, no, no court could rule that it affected them. It just right. it, it just said they were like it affects your livestock. We'll we'll pay you you know six hundred grand for that yeah. and just shut Mo- up. moving on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after presenting her research uh, and being very excited to do so, being like you know what this is this is horrible. We need to to take action on this. She was immediately fired and blacklisted. And that was in uh, nineteen ninety four, and almost immediately after that. Uh, the Forsyth Institute uh, received a quarter million dollar grant from Colgate, the uh, uh, company that Ever makes heard uh, of them? toothpaste and uh, other fine dental products. And then, get this, her equipment and computers were mysteriously damaged and destroyed by water leakage. Fluoridated water leakage. Oh! See, I didn't know, and then I knew. <laughs> so... I that to me that's a that's a real interesting story. 
uh, coming out that, of this whole. That phase. is. That is. I. I think that that. I. You know. Obviously, there's not a. There is. There is an alarming lack of research, of independent research done on this. Um, you know. No. In in her findings, you know, it, since the the entire thing was scrapped and her data was irrevocably lost, it's no way to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are those are some pretty. I, I read the same thing, and those are some serious claims about you know those 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 have s- severe developmental consequences to kids. Mm. And when I read that, I after having gone through the cycle with the the fluoride and the nuclear bomb, I and please don't judge me for this, but I stopped trusting the internet entirely. Sure. Um, sure. So I thought the best way to get a slightly clearer picture on this was just to do my own searches on things. So what I did is I pulled up a map of the U.S. Mm-hmm. that showed uh, the fluoridation maps functionally, which areas are, have fluoridated water, which areas don't. Mm-hmm. And then I pulled up... At first, I tried to get average IQ tests, but they don't have any maps for that. But then I realized what they do have is standardized testing for schools, and all of those scores are, are made public. So then I pulled up a map of average... Uh, standardized test scores by state. I found no correlation whatsoever. There are highly fluoridated states that rank at the the top of the tests, at the middle of the test, Mm -hmm. at the bottom of the test. There are some of the least fluoridated states in the union that are at the top of the test, the middle of the test, the bottom of the test. Mm -hmm. Didn't see any kind of matchup for that. I tried to find bone cancer uh, data. I could only find stuff for breast cancer, which also didn't have any real correlation. Yeah. So uh, I, you know, that's it's 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 tragic when some when when something is as ubiquitous as fluoride is, and one researcher says, "Hey, this is a serious problem." What that should spawn is more research. Right. There should be more people researching it. And like you said, independent research, not mm-hmm. not scientists that are paid right. by these industries and corporations to yeah. go out and research. Stuff. I'm Doctor Wright Rudiger J Aquafresh the Third. I'd like to look into this. <laughs> I have found nothing. <laughs> <to do this>. <laughs> <laughs> Rediger J. <Aquafresh>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the uh, there should be there should have been more research. There should have been more people looking into this just just on the possibility that it was significant. Yeah. Because you know even one even one study a hundred things can go weird with it. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of ways, especially when you're doing uh, you know cognitive testing. I mean, it could just have been, honestly, just a bad community, weird teachers. I don't, you know, like there's a lot of things yeah, that too can... Too many variables to that e- go into. Exactly. And when you just have the one study, not enough. Now, is it is it highly suspect that there wasn't a follow-up study? Yes. That is that, that is very weird. Do you think it's weird that how quickly she got canned and, and them maybe receiving grants and, and her equipment destroyed and stuff? What do you oh, think of that? Well, here's, here's, a, here's a, a possible... I mean, because it doesn't ever say why. Uh, it's possible why that... Why she was fired? Right. What, what's, what, is it possible that she was doctoring her results? Hmm. Maybe, the, maybe when they read into it, they said, well, not only is your report very inflammatory, but on just first pass at the manner in which you conducted this research, it's very shoddy. Yeah. There's huge holes in it. You didn't, you know, you didn't isolate for this variable. You didn't, you know, you didn't keep your controls controlled. You didn't, you know, maybe, maybe she did bad research 
and then came up with a very crazy hair on fire um, result from that. I mean, yeah. there's there's a lot of things that could have gone either way. And if I, and if and and keep in mind, like every report that I saw of this was on a anti fluoride conspiracy webpage. That's true. Um, um, and so I so I well I I don't think it's either way. I I think that there's very plausible explanations to either direction. That money from Colgate's dirty money. I'm, tell, I'm calling that dirty money. One way or the other. But it is there. I mean, I think that there's just there's a plausible explanation in either direction for why or she got fired. Maybe maybe she was banging a lab assistant. Yeah, yeah. Um, it could be. I I lean towards the the more conspiracy shades of this, just in the fact that she was so highly sought after and um, Harvard educated and, and just did all, you know, uh, good work wherever she went previously. So I, I, I see your point with, uh, her, you know, maybe the research and being flawed and stuff, but she sounded like she was pretty confident uh, anyway. And, and then she was denied grants uh, from then on. So I don't, I don't know. She's still around, I think. It's not like she's dying in a hole somewhere, I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. She's, they didn't, you know, literally bury her, but... Uh, I would like to now talk about what we have found in terms of how bad fluoride supposedly is for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll, I'll try to start pretty mundane, factual, and as real as, as we can get with, with the evidence and stuff. And then we might slide down into some more conspiracy stuff towards the end of the list. But number one, uh, the focus uh, of fluoride is, is all on the uh, oral benefits, on the dental uh, stuff that it can do for you. Uh, and it doesn't, there, there's hardly ever any information on pro-fluoride stuff that says what the other side effects are. Um, that in itself to me is, is a little weird. Beyond that... Yeah, the, 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 yeah, the, the benefits, vague at best... And again, like it's a huge amount of work to put in to solving what is honestly a non-existent problem. Right, right. I mean, people they put iodine in salt, just in salt, a product that you may not even use. Right. And people had gigantic two softball-sized goiters hanging off of their necks, <laughs> versus something that may be slightly good for your teeth. We're putting it in the national water supply. Exactly. And you can't get away from it. That I do find highly suspect. Yeah. Fluorine uh, and fluoride, fluoride in itself is not considered to be an essential nutrient. If you deprive the body of fluoride, the body is not going to wither up and die or start having all these weird side effects from not getting fluoride. It's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. So that in itself, fluoride is not essential to, to the body. And again, like we said, it doesn't have to be uh, ingested. It, it, it's a topical thing. Even showering in it or getting it on your skin, your skin can absorb it. It, it doesn't have to be um, uh, put in your stomach, you know, right. to, to work. It's like we said before, bottom line, it's industrial waste. Uh, it's a byproduct from the phosphate and aluminum factories. And it saves them money because they they don't have to do safety checks they they don't they get to skirt around lawsuits and uh, disposal fees um, if they just dump it in the in the water supply so so here's my question though we are not huge aluminum or phosphate producers anymore 
But legislation that continues to protect and enforce fluoridation of water continues. Hmm. Like as of 2004, they just had a, a case that they, they established as law that you can no longer sue a government organization or a city for any uh, uh, damages as a result of fluoride in the water. Not that you would have gotten far. <clears throat> I'm sorry, was, uh, in no, 2003. Yeah, not that you would have gotten very far with it, though, because nobody has. Right. But but what I'm interested in is that even even the the rationale that it was a fiscal decision, and God knows those happen all the time, you know, like these, a large money, powerful lobby can enact all kinds of laws to protect yeah. their own interests. But those lobbies don't exist anymore. We are not a, a, an aluminum exporter. We're not a big, the phosphate kings of the world. We don't produce like that anymore. And yet... This fluoride uh, agenda, it yeah. continues. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's kind of weird. Fluoride can cause what's called, <laughs> suitingly enough, uh, fluorosis. This, uh, this leads to tooth discoloration. Uh, these chalky white patches on, on your teeth weakened enamel uh, and weakened bones. And um, after one part per million, which is what Harold Hodge said uh, is, is acceptable to put in the, the water supply... After one part per million... Oh, by the way, uh, they've upped that to four parts per million now. Oh, sweet. So, cool. Um, after one part per million... Water, 4x, more badass! Uh, exposure to fluoride can reduce IQ. This is, these are studies like what uh, Dr. Mullenix uh, mm-hmm. came out. And, and she's not the only one who, who has done this. Um, they say it, uh, it can reduce IQ. Uh, it can damage your teeth can cause arthritis, uh, it can affect the central nervous system, uh, can be potentially uh, fatal. You can get a glucose intolerance, gastrointestinal distress, uh, thyroid disease, uh, bone cancer, I believe we mentioned. It's linked to osteosarcoma. All these uh, bone and, and teeth problems, in addition to joint and, and uh, gastrointestinal stuff, too. Like It sounds like it's just... It's it's this one one shot kill thing with a slow kill over time, right? Kind of deal. And and I mean again, you know this the, this program was put in place so long ago that you could even say, hey, you know they just didn't they didn't know maybe they didn't have a big enough sample maybe they just didn't have the diagnostic equipment to do it. But that excuse is gone now because we live in the future. <laughs> That's right. We practically have rocket belts. So why do you think? Mr. Flora, this uh, this continues on. Why why hasn't the program been reevaluated and mothballed? Or uh, I'll I'll tell you at the end of the list because <laughs> okay, it's it, one of the reason one of the reasons why this may be happening uh, uh, gets gets down towards the uh, the gray end of the rainbow. <laughs> yeah, see that's that's the that's where I want to get to. I want to get on to the sleigh ride of crazy. Um. So, as we have mentioned, this is basically mass medication. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is putting something in the water without the public's consent or, in, in many cases, knowledge. This is, it, it's trying to do something for the public, something, quote, good, <laughs> uh, without people even knowing that, that it's happening for them. Uh, that in itself is, is not cool. You should have you. You should have a right to know what you are putting into your body, regardless of of whether they think it's good for you or not. You know, also, you have the right to disregard 
right. that you put in your body. Exactly. Because fast food's delicious. <laughs> exactly. Uh, in, in that sense, it can't be controlled or tailored to individuals. So they can't say, oh, you know, we're fine because, you know, at four parts per million, that's, it's still safe, when they don't know how much people are in ingesting this stuff. And even that, even that statistic of four parts per million, there's no actual system that controls the precise amount in water. Exactly. They, it's, it's an approximation. Right. It is that, that four parts per million is actually an average over, you know, hundreds of millions of gallons. Yeah. So, you know, it could, it could fluctuate wildly and there's, there's nothing in place to maintain that very precise dosage. Nothing at all. And Which is also weird. Let's, let's not, let's keep in mind that we're literally discussing the medical dosage in your drinking water. Yeah. That's, that is a phrase that should be somewhat alarming or at least to bear more scrutiny. Well, uh, this leads exactly, uh, this leads directly into the next uh, point I want to make. Um, somebody did come up with the, the math uh, that a quarter milligram of fluoride is what is in a suggested uh, toothpaste usage. Uh, they used to have on there that it was a uh, pea-sized amount, something like that, that you right. that you used to brush with. Uh, and they for said, a child, yeah, I think that's the... yeah, yeah, for a child. Um, and they're they're great measuring sticks for 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 many things, anyway. <laughs> but um, a quarter quarter milligram is how much you get in that pea-sized amount that you just put on your teeth. And then they have the warning label on on there that says if swallowed, if ingested, call the poison control center. For help, you. This is poisonous to to swallow. It's poisonous to ingest. Somebody did the math and said that there's a quarter milligram of fluoride in every eight ounces of water. So your glass of water has as much fluoride in it as the toothpaste that you're not supposed to ingest. That's a a, a freaky thing, <laughs> if if true. So okay then. Uh, so which way does that go? Does that mean that the water is killing us, or that the toothpaste is fine to eat? <laughs> At this because I've both. been looking for a reason <laughs> that bubblegum toothpaste to eat me some toothpaste. Uh, and we we already mentioned how this was called uh, tobacco science. It's, yeah, uh, you know, peop- you, you have a doctor on there with the butt chin, you know, smoking smoking that big old lucky strike, mm-hmm. being like, "It's good for you, endless filling." Now with tartar control. <laughs> Before, during, and after a long run or hike, I enjoyed Chesterfields, the athlete cigarette. Chesterfields. <laughs> That's exactly it. It opens up your lungules, which are the small little lungs inside your bigger lungs. <laughs> now go away, kid. You bother me. <laughs> uh, we also mentioned this uh, rat poison made of sodium fluoride. Fluoride is also a base compound in Prozac, which is something that uh, uh, some people, a lot of people can ar- will argue for and argue against uh, in the sense that they're like, well, because it's fluoride in there, it, it makes it dissolve slower and, and makes the effects last longer and blah, blah, blah. That's, that's what I've heard for a See, this, argument for it. This is the area, I, I, this is where I like this part because this is where things start getting a little squirrely. Because then people uh, in, in the reading, and I'm sure you, you've seen this too, claim that, oh, well, you know, fluoride, it's, it's in Prozac. It's in uh, other antidepressants. Mm-hmm. It is, um, there's this, this belief when you get into the more conspiracy areas. Oh, of we're, we're so close. People point out that, that, oh, well, fluoride, you know, it's, it's, it's in rat poison. It's in these other things. But keep in mind, like, chemistry is a fickle mistress. 
<laughs> and if you have, um, you know, say some chlorine, you slap some sodium on there, boom, you're eating buttered popcorn because that's just salt. <laughs> yeah. But what if instead of sodium, you just have a bunch of hydrogen laying around? Oh, now you have a, a gaping hole in the bottom of your mouth because <laughs> the hydrochloric acid ate through it. Yeah. That's still chlorine. You know, like chemistry. So, and I think people take it at its base level. Like, like there's there's fluoride, and it always does the same thing, no matter who it shows up to the dance with. Yeah, and that's, that's not true. That's not true at all. And so, I think that there's a a willing dumbing down of, of of chemistry when people see that. Oh well, fluoride's in rat poison, and it's over here. Hydrogen's in everything. Yeah. some of it's awesome. Some of it is awful for you. That's not how chemistry works. It really matters. Who fluoride brings to the ball. True. And so I, I don't like those arguments that are based on the chemical composition of something terrible. That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, although a lot of, of the, the compounds that fluoride is involved in are not that great for you. Right. Uh, not all of them are you know, going mm-hmm. to give you insta-cancer. Insta the journal Nature said, quote, large temporal reductions in tooth decay, which cannot be attributed to fluoridation, have been observed in both unfluoridated and fluoridated areas of at least eight developed countries, end quote. Uh, so, according to their observations and experiments, being fluoridated has, has no effect on people's teeth uh, than, than being unfluoridated. I would be very willing to believe, keep in mind in the United States, the time frame that this was happening, that was a, a huge leap from uh, an agrarian or brutally industrial living to more people living in cities, people, the, the rise of the middle class in this in this time. And it, it could be a coincidence that this fluoridation came out at the same time that kids go to school and literally have a teacher say, brush your teeth. Yeah. You know, when, yeah, when exactly. the previous generation never did that, just yeah. that now there are uh, tooth powders available, that, that the social and cultural uh, incorporation of oral hygiene to a degree that it wasn't before. Mm-hmm. And, and this, this happens over, over history. Uh, there's a book that uh, I, I just read recently that is called um, Clockwork uh, Universe, and it's, it's a history book. And um, just to kind of illustrate this point, the Palace of Versailles, this gorgeous, ornate, beautiful palace. Mm-hmm. When its occupant died, and of course I don't remember which king it was, one of the rules they made when the next guy came in was, okay, we have to clean the human feces out of the hallways at least once a week. <laughs> that was their standard. That was Versailles. Yeah. Fucking Versailles. And people are shitting in the hallways. So when you, you have to consider... The incorporation of, of hygienic practices over history. Exactly. I mean, granted, that no, was in the I, 1700s. I mean, but it, just I as totally an example, agree, yeah. that it is entirely possible that it is a coincidence that fluoridation kicked up at the same time. If anything, it just shows that people were concerned about oral hygiene yeah. in a, to a degree and on a larger public works program scale than they were previously. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, we we also mentioned this earlier. To date, no state federal or appellate court has found uh, water fluoridation to be unlawful. They, they have not supported anybody's uh, lawsuit in, in terms of that. We mentioned that with the, the Native Americans and the livestock. Mm-hmm. Um, they, those were all settled out of court. And that keeps precedents from going on the books. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There is, well, this is another uh, internet gym. Uh, there's evidence that shows scientists were paid by industrial and government 
coalitions to say it was safe uh, at this one part per million or four parts per million or whatever. That wouldn't even surprise me. I, I think that that's, that's, that's pretty much bargain basement larceny. You yeah. know, like, I'll give you $50,000 to just write, just sign your name at the end of this letter. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. There, there's some studies that say it doubles the lead content in water. Now, that one I, I didn't find much on, but that one, hmm. we're, we're, we're getting... We're, we're getting over the rainbow right now. Yeah. So. Um, put your arm, take your hands off the wheel. It's time to put them in the air and ride the crazy train. Now, the water supply actually has hexafluorosilicic acid, which is a silicate, not pharmaceutical uh, fluoride that, that you get with your dental stuff. Now, wait a minute, though. I clearly heard the word hex in there, which is another word for a curse. So, are there witches involved at this point? Because now I'm furious. There could, there could be. Now they're under... See, this is the war on the Bible I was trying to tell you about. <laughs> it all boils down to that. Fluoridated water is of the devil. They got witches brewing it. Thanks, old Burma. Um, <laughs> so... The thought was that way, way back in the day, Russia and Germany may have fluoridated the water first to promote passivity in uh, prisoners and, and uh, wartime, things like that. You're always going to have a hard time selling something with the argument, well, Russia and Germany did it in the <laughs> middle of the 20th century. Um, I'll throw in here real quick. The following countries used to fluoridate their water but have stopped. Uh, Germany, Sweden, Finland, the Netherlands, Czechoslovakia... The Soviet Union and Japan, uh, just to name a few. There's there are more than that, but no longer fluoridated. So uh, there's the thought. Here's here's the old uh, in NWO uh, thought now. Oh God! Now okay. So this is where we get. This is we are in crazy town now because the second you say the phrase "New World Order" and you're not referring to '90s era wrestling. Actually, you know what? Even if you're referring to '90s era wrestling, Hollywood. you're still crazy. Yeah, you are. At, you say New World Order, you are batshit crazy. Um, Judged by me, it's fluoridation of the water is used to pacify the population in order to control them. How is it done? Well, besides the same way it's done in the uh, in the Prozac and stuff that that may or may not hold fluoridated water. Fluoride collects in the pineal gland and the hypothalamus. Uh, now, the, the pineal gland is a, a little bitty thing uh, in the, the middle of your brain that um, a lot of people uh, have no idea what, what it does. It's commonly known that it controls uh, melatonin production. But the I guess a popular belief is that the pineal gland may be the seat of the soul or uh, the third eye where, where you get your... Uh, your <laughs> astral projection powers from. There's a chakra in there? There could be. I have no idea. Uh, the problem is fluoride calcifies this. It collects and collects and collects in there uh, and and turns it into a little hard rock. Uh, and no more no more astral travel for you, my friend. Oh, you closed my third eye with drinking water. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Zing! Um, so, that... In and of itself is uh, the list of uh, stuff that can happen <laughs> with fluoridation, uh, possibly, uh, and uh, a nice little rainbow ride over over to Crazy Town. Yeah, and then that's where you get into. I mean, like, oh, it's the Illuminati's tool to pacify all of mankind. It creates these uh, skeletally disabling diseases so that mankind can't rise up against them. It's a tool 
to keep people uh, passive. It lowers their IQ, so you get into this idiocracy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it, it makes people easier to control. And I got to be honest, just coming off of an election cycle, I'm fairly willing to believe that. <laughs> uh, the 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 degree to which like the how how an electoral campaign for the the leadership of our country is run on both sides unilaterally yeah. is an embarrassment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you get you get into and it, it, it's it's like so many of these things we discuss. Everyone just jumps on it and co-ops it for their own personal tirade against. I mean, it's the Illuminati, it's the Masons, it's, it's a government. It's a it's the government. It's a goatman. It's a goatman. <laughs> there's there's a thousand things, and they're all. It's a res- sandhill crane. It's a sand- damn it, the sandhill cranes. <laughs> so uh, let's let's run down really quickly a, a list of ways. If if you are by now concerned and scared out of your wits about mm-hmm. fluoride, uh, ways to to stop uh, getting fluoride into your system. Uh, stop drinking water. Yeah, that's it. Fixed it. Drink, uh, drink filtered or spring or distilled water, mm-hmm. uh, or the old reverse osmosis. Stop brushing your teeth. Uh, well, at least don't swallow the toothpaste or get some non-fluoridated toothpaste. I use Tom's of Maine non-fluoride. That's really pepperminty. People are really into that. Yeah, uh, it's good stuff. It definitely tastes different. But I'm not saying that fluoride has anything to do with that. It may just be that they're not using like high fructose corn syrup, I, uh, <laughs> sugar I, and stuff. I use uh, Colgate because I'm a puppet of the government. Sure. And I'm really content being a sheep, and I'll do what they tell me. Great. So when we get too close to the truth, I will murder you. <laughs> uh, please still put out the podcast. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Don't uh, don't get your fluoride uh, treatment gel at the dentist. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Also, and the dentist will not tell you that it costs more. So you know what? F whether or not fluoride's good for you or not. Yeah, it costs money. Don't do it. It comes down to that bottom line. Eat more fresh food, less processed food. Uh, no more mechanically deboned chicken for you. Oh no! Sorry, um, but it's my favorite of the canned meats. <laughs> Also, uh, did you, Mr. Flora, when we set out on this merry trip of podcastery, think that we would ever be going over conspiracy eating tips? How to change your diet? <laughs> I thought of it. <laughs> you did. <laughs> uh, this, uh, uh, this leads into uh, get, get organic stuff. Uh, the more organic, the more fresh, the more real, you know, the better the better chances you have. Farmers Although, markets. Yeah, farmers markets would be great. Although you never know what water gets into, what water pesticides and stuff that they're spraying mm-hmm. their crops with gets into there. That could also have fluoride. I mean, and there there are a lot of things at the grocery store that are very bad for you. Um, although there is one product that I've always stood by, Dinty Boar Beef Stew. Canned Dintymore beef stew has been a friend of the American family for as long as I can remember. Why, as a child, I used to hurry home from school knowing my mom had a can of Dintymore beef stew heating up on the stove for me. And a lit Chesterfield waiting on the table. <laughs> Dintymore beef stew. It makes America run, and it nourishes growing bodies. Um, <laughs> I wish we got money for that. Um, yeah, instead of the uh, cease and desist money. Instead of the cease and desist order, we're going to get... <laughs> uh, grape products are, are bad 
uh, for fluoride. Uh, so watch out for your juice, your raisins, your wine. Make sure you get not from concentrate stuff. Nothing, nothing con- from concentrate. That's fascinating. I didn't know that. Why, why grapes? Uh, it's something in the... Um, Processing? No, it's the... Uh, um, pesticides? The pesticides. Uh, something in the pesticides uh, gets in there and really, it absorbs it really well or something. Huh. That's interesting. Now, things that you're still cool with, um, Welch's grape soda, which has never known what a grape is. Exactly. But that carbonated right. water is fluoride. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they get you no matter what. <laughs> Uh, reduce your tea intake. Apparently tea, uh, sucks up that fluoride like nothing else. Oh man, um, I the, just got myself onto the habit of drinking tea. Yeah, I was, I was kind of headed down that path too. But the good news is the younger the tea leaves, the better. Uh, and white tea in particular is, uh, probably less saturated with fluoride than, than your other, like, black tea and stuff. But I can't go back. This, well, this is mainly, uh, I think bottled tea, stuff that they sell, instant tea, things like that. Oh, okay. So, so as long as I'm dipping my own tea bag, wink, I'm doing all right. Uh, don't cook with Teflon-coated pans. I mean, that that in itself is uh, something I've heard. I have a ton of Teflon-coated pans. I am a bachelor. Yeah, exactly. There is no choice. It has to be Teflon-coated. I will coat everything with Teflon. <laughs> if, that, if they told me, if I had to sign a waiver that said you will die 10 years earlier... I would, I'd, I'd sign it and, and give me my pots and pans. Isn't that awful? When you're frying up your, your mechanically deboned chicken. Oh, God, stop saying that. Oh, I just keep imagining this just amorphous, greasy blob in the middle of a skillet that's kind of moving what could be construed under its own power. Don't, don't take uh, Cipro or uh, uh, find a safer alternative in your, in your medicines. This one... It was just out there. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I don't know what the hell Cipro is, but uh, don't take it. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, just avoid the fluoridated salt, which uh, shouldn't be a problem over here yeah. in the states. But uh, our European friends, and I know you're out there. Watch out! Watch out for your salts. On guard, mes amis. Hey, uh, real quick, thank you uh, to those of you who who have uh, given us some some reviews on on iTunes. We we've gotten some new ones recently, and, and they're great. And, yeah. and you guys are awesome. Thank you very much for that. That's that is that is the coolest thing that is that can come to pass. Yeah. No, yeah. I it actually I got stuck in my own head thinking, man, that is really awesome. <laughs> so, you guys, uh, that's that's fluoride in, in a, a very poisonous nutshell for you. Yeah. Uh, Poisonous nutshells. I got I got a couple puns. Oh, I do. I have I have puns. Who's going to kick it off? You are. Uh, I have a, a, a club, a nightclub called the Dance Fluoride. Oh, uh, the Dance Fluoride. Okay, okay. The, I, I didn't say what quality these puns were. No, no, there's no such thing as a quality pun. <laughs> Although Mrs. Leeds IUDs was pretty f-ing great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one, and you. There's no way in heaven or earth you thought you were going to get out of this without me directly referencing you, David Flora. I, I didn't. Uh, Flora Date. It's a government mandated dating service for David Flora, where every woman in a community is required by a state charter to go out on a date with David Flora. Now I know what you're thinking. I don't want government coming in telling me who I can date. <laughs> Let me just say this: You're gonna have a good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my my <laughs> Florida date—that's pretty good. That's a pretty good dating service. Um, 
My next one is a knickknack store called Harold Hodgepodge. <laughs> Where you walk in here and he tells you what you're going to get. Yeah. This is great. Trust me. The following products are required for you to live for the next seven to ten days. <laughs> Hold on, I've got a doctor in the back room. He'll tell you the same. <laughs> Put that cigarette out. Put that bacon sandwich down. Okay. Um, I've got uh, one. It's the, um, the the 2012 Fluoride by Chrysler. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, a car that runs on tap water. And um, also the air conditioner will give you pneumonia. <laughs> Man cover all those bases yeah well i mean come on it's it's the fluoride everything has to say fluoride yeah yeah that was a that was a particularly weak dismount from the uh, the, (laughs) from the pun trampoline i i think that statement is completely redundant Um, (laughs) uh awesome so uh uh thanks thanks for uh riding this coaster with us the trampoline damn it what (laughs) <laughs> um, go on, uh, go on our site, uh, blurryphotos.org, and uh, poke around there for a bit. Uh, yeah. it'll lead you straight into the Facebook page, which you can like, uh, and the Twitter account, which you can follow. Follow it, and there might even be some pictures on there that are cool. But um, for now, oh yeah, yeah, we're on iTunes. You knew that. Yeah, and it's great, and and please keep reviewing it. Um, if for no other reason than it's iTunes and you can put your opinion on there and people will see it. People will see it and respect you. Yeah. So uh, uh, listening to us gains you respect immediately. Yeah, see? With minimal effort. I'm a doctor. <laughs> and, I'm, and I approved that. That's the truth. Uh, great. For this episode of Blu-ray Photos, I have been David Flora. And I'm David Stecco. I'm going to have a Chesterfield. <laughs> That was <laughs> that was like the Italian assassin ending. Bye, Bye. Fin. Bye. <laughs>